0: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Happy Monday. Fourth day of December. It's an overreaction Monday right here on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grossman, Bart Scott. Barton Han. Allen is off today. Hopefully we get back him in the mix tomorrow. 800 That is the telephone number. Ray Dinahan, Tom Bauer. They are producing the program today. My man Bart. Hey Bart, did you do anything fun yesterday?
2: Yesterday was one of the toughest days of my life. Uh, I probably can't get that time back, but I'm gonna ask Jesus when I go meet my Maker if I can get those time back. Just let me go out and just go wild out a little bit or something. Or at least let me instead of being in there watching the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons, let me watch the uh, let's watch um, the Philadelphia Eagles get destroyed. Let's go watch something else, like a more compelling game. You know, like let's show, I'd rather just watch Joe Flacco throw a touchdown pass from the pocket. It was Joe
1: Flacco actually had a good first drive yesterday, and then things kind of got a little shaky, and he had that bad pick late in the game, which kind of quelled any sort of comeback attempt for the Cleveland Browns. But you know what, Bart? Like you said, Joe Flacco quarterbacking right now. I think any Jet fan would sign up for at this stage of the game based on the options that have been presented to them in 2023. And it's just the Tim Boyle experience, the Zach Wilson experience. Now we got to see the Trevor Simeon experience. Where do you go from here?
2: Really? Well, I, th- I think we I think we know why now. Trevor Simmer, you talking about a guy not being warmed up? This dude looked like he was seventy five thousand years old when he tried to run to the left and spin back to the right. Like, what the hell is he doing? It listen. It, it was an, it was hard to think that it can go from bad to worse. But you give the Jets a pass, right? Because when you think, okay, well, Miami Dolphins, they're the cream of the crop. You know, might win the division, have the best record, get the first round by. You really can't explain losing to a team. The only thing worse yesterday was the fact that uh, the New England Patriots lost 6-0, and they've lost three of their games. You know, this is, this is lining up to be one of the, no, you go. No, I go. You go, Bowles. When you think about the last game of the season, you think about the streak for the Patriots, the Patriots might say, ha, 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 go ahead and beat us so we'll take the quarterback in front of you on the head-to-head or we'll go with the tiebreakers. And it's sad that that's where we are um, but this team is worse than it was last year, um, seemingly with better players and a you know, hard record at the beginning, but inexcusable losses to the Raiders, inexcusable losses. I mean, imagine where we would be if it wasn't a miracle in the Meadowlands, so to speak. Yeah. Where would we be if it wasn't a miracle in the Meadowlands? Like the Jets, it shouldn't be this bad when one player out. And I understand that it's not one player out, the offensive line and all that stuff. It's getting to a dark place, man, where you know how, like, well, you think, okay, well, we're just going to run it back next year. But it's starting to get to a place where you like, what, 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 what should be the ramifications for having such a bad year on the offensive side of the ball? Well, you can't get rid of the players for the most yeah. part. And like, do you fire a quarterback's coach? Do you bring in a quarterback's coach? Like, the, the Jets are to the point now, if they continue to lose, and I said this on Friday, where it's going to be impossible for them to pass up a quarterback. Because that's what life after Aaron Rodgers looks like, what we saw yesterday, right? Whether you throw Zach in there, whether you throw Boyle in there, whether you throw Trevor Simeon in there, you're going to have to maybe start looking towards the future and tell Aaron Rodgers, we know that you were supposed to be here to help improve Zach Wilson. That train, that ship has sailed. And, you know, we have to try and figure out if we go get a Penix. We have to go figure out if we go get the uh, what's the kid from LSU? I forget his name all the time.
1: Jaden Daniels.
2: If we got to go get Jaden Daniels, we got to we got to figure out. Hey, do we move down and try and get the lineman and the and the and the quarterback? You know, bid maybe a quarterback that's not the top four because it seems like we can't pick in the top four. So let's pick the fifth or sixth. It seems like you know either the the, the number one or number two pick is a slam dunk and everybody else stinks, or the 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 top of the draft stinks and then the hidden gems are late. So I don't know what the Jets decide to do. I feel like you can go buy an offensive line. You can't buy a future quarterback. As you see Jordan Love, you know, yesterday putting on a show showing that he's the future quarterback and that the Green Bay Packers did right for the long term. And that's the difficult part, right? Because they just find themselves in a position where they need to get all the help they can get for Aaron Rodgers, but they find themselves in the same position that the green Bay Packers was in where, okay, well, what about life after uh, Aaron Rodgers? See, they were able to get four or five years after Aaron Rodgers, you know, three or four years out of Aaron Rodgers after they drafted Jordan Love. That won't happen twice, right? Unless he becomes Benjamin Button and start aging backwards. You know, that won't happen. So I don't know if you're in the top five, if you don't go get, a quarterback of the future and say, Hey, I just have to go buy my receiver in free agency because I have money. I'll go buy my offensive lineman, somebody that's proven because I can't pass on one of these quarterbacks, whether we know it's still a shot in the dark, whether you, he hits or not, but you, you, you won't be doing your due diligence or you'll be doing a disservice to the fan base and to the, to the future stars if you can't hand it off to a young quarterback. And you won't know if that young quarterback can play, but at least you can say maybe, just maybe, I'll hand off this offense to an offensive line that I went and bought an offensive lineman, I brought in Devontae Adams, and after a year, if Aaron Rodgers goes off and rides off into the sunset, I'm handing this off to a young quarterback opposed to having a great lineman with with a quarterback that can't play.
1: Here's the thing. I I mean, look, we could do the entire three hours on this team and this organization, where they've kind of gotten themselves to, where they're headed into the future, because anybody's guess right now as to where this thing is going to be going. Here's the reality, though, and we're just going to break it down in black and white. The reality of the situation is Aaron Rodgers, no Aaron Rodgers. Last 19 games, Bart, they're 4-15. Yeah. 4-15. Now, I was talking about this before the show with Ray and with John. Think about this for a second. If we were talking about a football team in another part of the country that we don't cover on a day-in and day-out basis, Mm -hmm. and they ended last season on a seven-game losing streak, and then this year, let's be honest, there is a damn good chance this team might end the year on a 10-game losing streak in 2023. If that's what they do for an encore... Yeah. How do we not sit here and look at that team from afar and say, Bart, I don't know who's running that team right now, yep. but how do you not make changes if that's the product you're putting out there on the field?
2: The only reason that, there's, that it's a saving grace is that they did something that nobody expected them to do. And they were able to woo Aaron Rodgers to a to a organization that is not looked upon greatly as a destination. Amongst, as a destination. And – you, you talk about must-wins and all that type of stuff, right? Next year is a must-win, I believe, for Joe Douglas and a must-win for Robert Sala. If it, if, it goes, if it goes sideways next year, I don't know how you don't do that. Like It's just gotten to that point because, because of what you just mentioned. So I tell you what, you damn sure better have a backup plan to Aaron Rodgers and it better not be a quarterback that you drafted in here. It may be that you have to spend extra money to bring a guy like Jacoby Percet in in case it all goes bad. Hell, we see what Gardner Minshew was doing, you know, going on with, right? I think you bring in a a quarterback's coach. You may have to consider bringing in a quarterback's coach uh, and make him the highest paid quarterback's coach slash uh, offense coordinator in waiting in case – it all goes bad, right? It, you you have to do that because you're wasting this defense, and you have maybe two more years before you have a bunch of invoices due, yep. right? You got two, you got you got two more years before the Garrett Wilson, Bear uh, Tucker, if he can stay healthy, um, the Sauce Gardner, highest paid corner in the league, invoices due, and when that happens, you damn sure better have a cheap quarterback, because if you don't have a cheap quarterback. One of these guys, you only can franchise tag one of them. And we know that you'll let Brees Hall go, right, because that's just the running back position. You'll let the running back go. But you also have, you have to consider paying, the, paying the, the, the left tackle slash right tackle slash right guard right there when you think about Vera Tucker. And you're going to have to pay three. You can't keep them all. You're going to lose somebody that you drafted because you only can franchise tag one of them.
1: Well, let me ask you about AVT real quick, and I don't want to get off subject here, but you brought his name up because I was talking about this the other day with somebody. you got to make a decision on his fifth-year option coming up right after this next draft in May. His last two years were sidelined early because of injuries. Is he somebody you already lump right in and pick up that fifth year? Because he's going into year number four, you, you, and weirdly enough, he just can't stay on the field, but he's a great player.
2: Well, you have to. You know, it's one of those things, sometimes great players get hurt, but you have to. You can't, you can't afford to lose that type of talent you have to give yourself options to kick the can down the road. And you kick the can down the road by picking up his options because you do have money. If Vera Tucker would have played and stayed healthy this year, we knew that they probably would have gave him an extension. They would have spent some of that salary cap money. The good thing is you're going to have Dwayne Brown money coming off. You're going to have um, Carl Lawson money coming off the books. So you, you can spend a little money. You can, you can stretch it. stretch a free agent too, man. Well, well but Beckton, Beckton's one of these situations where you give him – a two-year deal that's not a great deal it's pretty much a prove-it deal right pretty much how jordan love got a deal they didn't know what jordan love was so they gave him a two-year deal to kick the can down the road it's more of a prove-it deal right and it's one of a deals that's incentive based like Beckton has to know if he goes somewhere else he still won't have the opportunity he won't get the money that he wants he's not a hundred million dollar guy he's not a 20 million dollar a year guy he's not a he's maybe a. 12 to 13 million dollar a year guy right now and if you want to have an opportunity you want to have some continuity and you want to hope that you can catch magic in the bottle going into your free agency year so they're not going to pick up his, you know they're not going to franchise tag him. they're going to use the franchise tag on somebody right and it may it may be um uh, becton you may use it on Beckton because you really have nobody else to use it on so you may use it on becton just to kind of kick the can down the road and give him a one-year deal and he's going to hope to say you know what if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I'm going to look a lot better because the ball's going to be coming out. I'm not going to be giving up uh, plays. He's going to get me in the right position. So I think you probably you just, you probably just uh, franchise tag Beckton and kick the can down the road, and then you pick up the fifth-year option of Vera Tucker. I've been saying, you know, you go out and look for a guy like Austin Pete, um who's the only guy who I feel like that's in his prime that may want to leave you know a place like new orleans and come mm-hmm. play you you got to woo him because the, the jets don't have a 100 million dollar 20 year uh 20 year um 20 million dollar a year type of guy so you know every team has one or two on the offensive line that's getting paid that money um you kick the can down the road with beckton and you go get a show enough showstopper right they thought they were doing it with Langton coming off a of pro bowl thought they were getting a, a discount But you can see why maybe San Francisco let him go because they knew what he was. And a lot of that scheme may have covered him up. And the Jets just don't have that type of scheme.
1: No, they don't. And, look, when you look at this team right now, like talking about the game yesterday against the Atlanta Falcons, we spent a lot of time in the pregame show just breaking down the game. And I'm sure you guys did as well. Like Atlanta likes to run the football. So you think you put this one on the defense. If the defense could do its job and stop the run, maybe the Jets got a fighting chance. Well, what happened to the game yesterday? Falcons ran for under 100 yards in that game. They ran for about two and a half yards a pop. The defense did its job. The defense scored. They got a safety for the third time this year. The Jet offense, Bart, believe gave it or it right not, back. outgained Atlanta. Yeah. And it still wasn't good enough. They still couldn't score a touchdown. You don't know
2: why? Because the offense gave the ball up on a short field, and that was the only touchdown of the day, and that, that really pretty much sealed the deal.
1: All right, let's get some phones. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Iron, Staten Island. Iron, what's going on?
3: Hey, good afternoon, you know, good breakdown. And Bart, you know, I'm on the same page here going forward for next year. Um, franchising and then, yeah, I guess I guess you could if you had to. I think he's done a a fairly good job this year. But the the, the issue I have is the Packers knew what they were getting rid of, and they got rid of all their stuff. And if the Jets don't turn the page next year and, and win whatever whatever you're going to win, we'll win a playoff game, a wild card game, have a successful year, then this thing is an, an utter disaster. And the biggest issue, the biggest issue I have with drafting a quarterback is the regime that's in place, are you trusting them to pick another quarterback? That's my biggest concern. That's the biggest concern I have right now.
2: I mean, well, Ira, if you look at what happened... You know, yeah, they—they—they—you're asking them to pick another quarterback, but they picked every other position probably at a seventy-five percent rate, as far as being successful, as far as their draft picks. It's one of those things, right? You have to pick a quarterback and just continue to pick them until you hit on one. Look at how many times that you know the the EJ Manuel's, the JP Lossmans, right, going to uh, to to Fitzpatrick, right, and they finally got their guy and they're set for fifteen years, right? And that's usually what happens, so. You know, thanks for the call, but you know, I just think that you know they have to keep swinging because if you don't swing, you have to go, um, you, you have to do it a different way. All right, let's go to um, Anthony in Bayside.
0: Well,
4: what up, I man? Say I love you, man. Yeah, I'm a Jet guy through and through, and you're a Jet legend. That was a that was one of the worst things I've ever heard you say on air.
0: What's that? Got to keep swinging until they hit on a quarterback. Yeah, what
2: are you What's supposed that part? to do? So so, what are you supposed to do? You, you, you expect them, Anthony, you expect them to go get Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Gardner Minshew. Like, you have to right keep now, picking Zach until Winston, you get one. Zach Wilson right now looks like gold.
4: Look at yeah, this. Okay. 21 points the past two games. 21 points the past two games. He beat the Philadelphia Eagles. He went toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that I could argue the Jets should have won. Anthony, are, are you kidding me?
2: Anthony, are you kidding me? We, are, are we judging the result? Are we judging the result or are we judging the, the the player? Right, because we know that the player can't play. Like, they, you think they want? They gave Zach Wilson every chance to put points on the board. So, you, what are you saying? Go back to Zach Wilson. But he's done. Keep, he's done as a. You check.
4: can't keep swinging at quarterbacks and missing. Oh, okay, every time okay. You swing so, so and develop. Miss, okay, they so so, so
2: franchise back. Three so, to five years. Okay, so 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 develop Zach Wilson, and then and then be like the Chicago Bears, looking to move Justin Fields, and then passing on another quarterback. How would Chicago have been if they would say, you know what, we we we, we think that maybe Justin Fields is he, he isn't our guy. Let's just draft C.J. Stroud the number one pick. How how would they be looking I that think, way? No, no. How would they well, be I looking that way? Like, because I they passed, they like passed, they passed a, on a quarterback. You got to keep you got to keep picking quarterbacks until you get team. one. How many crap, times uh, – no, no, uh, tell me this, Anthony. Ath- yes, it is yeah. a crap shoot, and that's, what, that's the game. Tell me this, Anthony. How would Miami be – how long did it take Miami to replace Dan Marino? How I'm long, Anthony? Well, they, I mean, how, I mean, how, how many quarterbacks did they draft? Four years how, ago. How many quarterbacks did they draft in that time? Bart, here's the thing. Bart, no, you keep, no the you're thing. not telling I mean, me. Until you draft one, you have to keep trying to get one, and it is no. a crap shoot. And so what you saying? Deirdre, Go improve the rest of the team. You, Where are you going without, you a, franchise need, you going without Bart, a franchise quarterback? Where are you going without a franchise quarterback? Where are you going? You need the coaching.
4: The Jets. Well, okay. Ball. How many coaches have they brought they in? Hired a defensive coordinator.
2: Okay, okay. As
1: their head coach. Okay. That's mistake number one. Okay. That's so. Mistake so. Number one. So.
2: So. No. No. Didn't no. Defensive coaches in? are allowed to be head coaches in this league. I got it. Got you. Bill Belichick is well, what? No, Bill Belichick was what? Bill Belichick had Tom Brady. Tom Coughlin was what? What's Bill Belichick doing now, Bart? Tom Coughlin was what? Tom Tom Coughlin had an unbelievable offensive oh, defense. See, but you always hit me with the butt, Anthony. You act like you, it's you so, so, so you so Le, you let's discriminate. Let's discriminate. Let's discriminate. Bart, you guys. You know why Brock Purdy is probably the MVP
4: no, no, of the no, NFC no, right no, now? no, 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 because no, no, no. Kyle Shanahan.
2: No, it's, no, 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 it's because it's because they're cheap and, and because their quarterback costs nine hundred thousand dollars. Pete Curl is what? Pete Curl won a Super Bowl, right? What type of coach is Pete Curl? Oh, okay. Now you're gonna give me hit me with another butt, right, Anthony? Now you're gonna hit me with another butt because Pete Curl did, it debunks your theory. It ain't offense and defense. It's about having leaders, decision makers. John Harbaugh is what? What what's John what's John Harbaugh? I, for, I forgot. Oh, he's a special teams coach. And they've been one of the most st- stable um, franchises in the league. Uh, Graza, uh, what, what, is, uh, what is Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin has a Super Bowl, right? What is Mike Tomlin? Oh, okay, well, so, so miss me with the, oh, they keep the defensive coordinators. Stop it. It's about leadership. It's about leaders. What is the Miko Ryan, who's probably going to win coach of the year? Oh. Got it, right? D'Amico Ryan probably win coach of the year. He's a defensive-minded coach. Got it.
1: Turn my mic on. That would help, too. If you want to play ball in the NFL right now, the way the economics are, okay, having a quarterback on a rookie contract – allows you to build up the rest of your team and allows you to do these things. Like you were talking about it earlier, all these decisions the Jets have to make and pay these type of players. The Brock Purdy situation, a 1,000% is why the 49ers have the roster that they have. And it's they messed why they up. they were able to absorb a, a bloated running back contract like the one Christian McCaffrey has. And
2: what did they do? What did they do? They they recognized the issue, they let Jimmy G go, and they let go of, uh, of a quarterback that was picked – right around the same um, pick as, as, as Zach Wilson. So what are you talking about? So the fact that you say stick with Zach Wilson, it's the coaching staff. No, you, you want to give Shanahan credit, but you got to give him credit for recognizing that they picked wrong when they picked Trey Lance and they let him walk. Matter of fact, they traded him and they got whatever they can get for him. They gave up heaven and earth to get him. Future picks up the wazoo. Right. And they said, you know what? We made a mistake. And you have to acknowledge that you made a mistake with Zach Wilson. Just like New England's going to have to acknowledge the mistake that they picked Matt Jones. But every time you pick a guy and you pick a quarterback until you find one that works. And it's not a, and you have to, instead of down, doubling down on a mistake, how about admitting it and moving on? maybe we can forgive you because guess what? I would argue that the Jets had their Brock Purdy. They had him in the building. And when they played Miami last week, they watched him on the other sideline because they could have had Mac. They could have had Mike White behind Aaron Rodgers, just like he's behind Tua Tungvaluwa. And when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, they could have put in Mike White. And Mike White could have helped his offense and helped his team probably win three games which will have them – three games will have them with or the top the record. Race. They yeah. will have them in a the race for the top record. They'll be right there. They will be right there in the playoff hunt. And they, But they to do that, they would have had to say, we made a mistake. We've seen enough of Zach Wilson. But they kept giving them chance after chance. Mike White is on a $4 million contract. He could have been behind Aaron Rodgers, and then when Aaron Rodgers played again next year and won a Super Bowl or did whatever and walked off to the sunset – now you have Mike White, who's on a cheap contract like Brock Purdy. And guess what you could have did? He would have been throwing, hopefully next year, if he would have been on the roster, he would have been throwing to Garrett Wilson. And he, on the other side, he'd be throwing to Devontae Adams. And if it ain't Devontae Adams, it can be, be Mike Evans. And if it ain't Mike Evans, it could be Calvin Ridley. And if it ain't Calvin Ridley, it could be Gabe Davis. They found their number one in Garrett Wilson. So, yeah, it'd be great to get a, a 1A and a 1B but they'll be damn good with a 2A and a Gabe Davis or a T Higgins. Do you think that won't be outstanding for, for a young quarterback like Mike White or a young quarterback coming in that's going to get handed the keys to a Ferrari now? Because you got two outstanding guys on the outside, one of the best running backs, whether the, the, the statistics short or not, and then you could have just had to beef up the offensive line. Guess what? Mike White wouldn't be asked for more than $25 million a year.
1: Here's the problem, though, with Mike White. And one of the reasons why Mike White is not a Jet right now—I mean, there's a, there's a variety of reasons—but what ended Mike White's time? They she tried got hurt. to give him the opportunity twice. He got hurt twice.
2: I understand in, that. You know, but, in two straight years. But that means, listen, production breeds tolerance. And yeah, they tried to do that, but the risk is still the reward is still greater than the risk. Paying Mike White, paying Mike White four million dollars—what what that would have cost you, Carl Lawson? Right. What that would have cost if, you? Dalvin but,
1: Cook? But, but if you're Mike White, like, and, and I can't believe we're talking about this now because this seems like it's so much ancient history, right? Like, we've been down this, it's done, it's finished, it's over, we can't take it back. But if you're Mike White, you know you're not going to be the starter. They probably told him, they said, hey, Mike, we're going to go try to go big game hunting at quarterback and bring us a big-time stud quarterback. Okay. And he was like, okay, cool. And then, like, go out there and shop and see what you got. If you're a quarterback, would you rather want to sit behind a guy like Tua Tunga-Vailoa, who, again – He missed a lot of last year with the head injuries, and you didn't know if he would be able to stay on the field and be a consistent quarterback. So he's like, Mike White, I could go back home to Florida. It's a team I grew up rooting for and play behind a guy who might get hurt and I get a chance to play. I think that factor into it too.
2: Okay. But would you say, hey, Mike White, like you won't ever be the future quarterback here. But if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, 40-year-old quarterback, we only have him on a contract for one year. Remember, this was before they even knew they can close the deal with Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers was a pipe dream at that point, right? Aaron Rodgers was still a pipe dream, right? They should have signed to him. It was, but they didn't do that because they didn't want to upset the olive cart, which was Zach Wilson and his confidence, because they thought he could be saved. Mm. Unlike San Francisco, I, hold up, mm? they didn't think Zach Wilson could be saved. That's not the reason Aaron Rodgers per- is still here. Personally? So, 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 so. Would you rather have uh, Brock Purdy? I mean, would you rather have Mike White or Tim Boyle? How much is Tim Boyle making? Probably oh, it, a couple that, That's not even a discussion. I
1: mean, I mean, we know the answer to that question. My point is this. I think they were done with Zach Wilson as a quote-unquote starting quarterback. I think the only but reason he could be saved. on this – But I think the only reason he's – with that whole he could be saved thing, I think that was fueled once they finally got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron
2: Rodgers liked Zach Wilson. That was finally. I think I, it was a long time in between finally getting him – and 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 getting and getting, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers signed. It was a long time in between there. What I'm saying is they had their they had their Brock Purdy on the roster. Yeah, he got hurt twice, right? So did Tua Tonga How's the third year? Looking okay, right? So it, 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 he was a cheap option. So now you find yourself in a in a position where you may have to draft a quarterback, and hopefully he can sit behind Aaron Rodgers for two years and develop. And you're going to have to spend all your cap money, hoping that you can hoping that you can get you know get right, hoping that you hopefully that you pick right, and after two years this guy will be able to take over a very talented football team. He's going to be cheap because he's a draft pick. So I don't know who that quarterback is. Y'all you know, prefer you know, a taller guy, a bigger guy, maybe a more athletic guy? Like you said, the guy from um, from LSU isn't a big guy. No. He's a talented guy. And Michael Penix has
1: two ACL injuries already that he's coming back from. It's, it, it's, it's almost like, you know what it is, Bart? The guy who might be picked first overall may not be the best guy. The guy who, who gets picked as the third quarterback might not be the guy having the best NFL career. So much of it is going to be predicated on where you go, what system you're in, what coaches develop you, what talent you have around
2: you. That's half the battle with this thing, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, what about the kid in Florida State? Jordan Travis. You know, you, he, you may be able to get him, move up in the second round and get him. There's a lot of guys that are going to be available. Like you said, Brock
1: Purdy was the last pick in the draft, and I he's mean, in a perfect I system mean, right now.
2: You look at Bo Nix. I mean, it's, it's, it's there, right? And for everybody, don't tell me, oh, well, Bo Nix, he's system quarterback because Patrick Mahomes came from Texas Tech, was just spread out off, the offense. Right. You, you, you have to develop him, and hopefully you have the right system the right people in place. So if, if you want to go get the offensive lineman, you better move back up in the second round and try and figure out a way to get one of those guys. And hope, that you get J- hope you get Jalen Hirsch and get lucky.
1: We'll see what happens over the next five weeks, but it's going to be interesting to see if indeed this team can find a way to win a game. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Robert Sala is going to meet the media at 315 today, so I guess then you're going to find out who the starting quarterback is going to be this week, if indeed that's even going to matter after, at all. After
2: watching the all 22, right? Right. I you mean watching
1: the all twenty two. You can watch the all forty four. I don't know yeah. if it's gonna bring any more clarity, but that's what yeah. they uh, were tasked with over the last uh, twelve hours or so. Hubert Davis, that's right, former Nick head coach of the UNC Tar Heels. He's going to join us coming up at one o'clock. Why? Because the Heels are in town to play in the Jimmy V Classic that gets underway tomorrow at Madison Square Garden. So we'll talk to Hubert. We'll also talk to our pal Chris Canty as per usual at two o'clock. Go around the NFL with him. It's Dan Infor Allen with Bart Barton Han on this Monday, ninety-eight seven ESPN.
0: Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Deuce Sports Desk. It's been an issue all season long. Yesterday, though, the Jets were a season-high 11 penalties for 75 yards so after the game people asked Robert Sala did you think your team was disciplined out there I thought our guys fought hard I respect the question I understand the question with regards to penalties and all that but uh, our guys play hard I'm not going to apologize for their style of play at the end of the first half borderline comical we've got to clean up the pre-snap stuff on offense with regards to the usage of cadence it's obviously fooling us more than it is them but stuff we got to get better at And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's the choice in New York sports talk. It is the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM in the all-new ESPN New York app.
5: Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon
0: on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Dan and Bart, it's Barton and Han on this Football Monday on 98.7 ESPN. And you know what? Football Mondays on 98.7 ESPN are brought to you by Sloman. Slomans has low-price home heating oil. For all New York football fans, low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Slomans has been a staple in home comfort, so call one 866 oil deal hubert davis at one chris canty at two bart let's go back to the phones a lot of fans fired up over yesterday's latest jets defeat let's say hi to john and brick who is up next here on 987. 7 john how we doing good how are you guys doing today good johnny what's up
3: um i just wanted to call so i'm a broncos fan so i'm completely unbiased here when it comes to the jets um I agree earlier about bringing the most expensive quarterbacks coach. They need to demote Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett needs to go back to being Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach because that's all he's ever been. He was terrible in Denver with Russell Wilson, hasn't been able to do with three different quarterbacks. I don't put it on Salah. Salah's job is the defense. They need a real offensive coordinator in there. That's what they need.
2: Yeah, the the thing is, is like who's that young, talented player out there that's saying I want to be the coordinator in waiting, right? Yeah, and, and guys aren't going to make lateral moves. Do you demote? You know, the thing it sounds like what he's saying. Will Aaron Rodgers be on board with that, or is Aaron Rodgers saying, "Hey, I cure all all problems if I'm there"? So it's not just the the staff. It's also the it's not the personnel. It's not the scheme. It's the fact that it's built around me, and I'm not here. Well, he's And he's already said that,
1: right? I think it was on the McAfee show when he said, the system is fine. I won two MVPs in the system. So that's what he's basically fallen back on. The only problem about that is, and, and what John is suggesting, let's just say in a, in a perfect world this happens, which I'm not convinced it's going to. The guy you're talking about getting in that situation, you're almost getting somebody who's a la like a second coming of Mike LaFleur. A guy who's this young up-and-coming coach on some offensive staff, who's never been a coordinator before, who's never called plays, and you better hope that you hit a slam dunk. Now, not for nothing. It was Kevin O'Connell,
2: right? You look at a lot of the guys that came from those trees.
1: Bobby Slovic in Houston right now, who came off the 49ers staff, and he's coordinating C.J. Stroud and the Texans and helping them go to the playoffs. Somebody like that. And then Solid tried to go to that San Francisco tree before, right? He brought Mike LaFleur here. And for whatever reason, it well, didn't work out.
2: Well, we ran him out of town. And maybe it was because Zach Wilson just was that bad. Because it seemed like whenever LaFleur uh, got a quarterback that wasn't named Zach Wilson, they did just fine. Isn't Joe Flacco had career numbers. Uh, Mike White had career numbers. And now LaFleur's in, in – in, in. did you see the Rams yesterday? Yep. Well, that, that would be a Mike LaFleur-led um, offense, right? You could say, okay, Sean McVay is really the coach. But they thought enough of him to give him an extension – you know, so it's like, you know, one thing I can say about New York and, and, and one thing I can talk about is that they're expressing patience. We always say you can't build in New York. Well, Robert Sala is going to be able to get one more year. So that's what, four years for him? Four years. And so, like, the goal is to be a winner and, and, and maybe a champion in five years. That's usually what it is. Now, we've seen a lot of things turn around very quickly. You see what happened, you know, with, um, with Philadelphia when they got their new coach. We saw what happened in Jacksonville when their coach came down. You saw you see what's happening in Houston where people thought Houston was one of the most badly ran organizations and franchises, all of a sudden now they're being applauded for what they were able to do and what they continue to do. Um so you know 'cause they got rid of that yo yo
1: Jack Easterby. Remember him?
2: No, no, absolutely. I remember the article and all that stuff very well. Yeah. But you know, we thought that maybe Demeco Ryan was a distraction because they had just fired, you know, a coach that had earned the right, in our opinion, to get a, get a, a future um, contract, but they fired him after one year. So, you know, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, maybe, you know, one thing I can say is New York is expressed, and if it doesn't work next year, then I think everybody's going to be held accountable.
1: Here's the thing. Like, everybody's looking for that next great, brilliant offensive mind. That's what's happened. Some of these dudes are getting head coaching jobs right in their early 30s. Like, it's, it's happening because everybody wants it's – it's a copycat league. And all these owners and GMs want to tap into what's working. And right now, the hot tree is the San Francisco Kyle Shanahan tree, right? Because if you look at the influence around the NFL, like McVay comes from that tree. They were all assistants way back when in Washington once upon a time. Um, Mike McDaniels down in Miami came from San Francisco, part of that group, part of that tree. You want to say Mike LaFleur. You could say Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. And oh, by the way, let's give Matt LaFleur some flowers here for a second. Because... About six weeks ago, that Packer team looked dead and buried. We had questions about Jordan Love. Right now, they've won three games in a row. They've beaten two quality teams back to back. And how about this about Matt Lafleur, Bart? You know, as a head coach, the guy is 16-0 in the month of December.
2: Isn't that an important time of year that yeah, you want to make your bones? I got that, but like I, I don't have a big enough of of sample size post, you know, post um. Post Aaron Rodgers. To, well, that's to fair. He really made on contact, you know, a comment on that. And, and but, you know, this team, though, did not so look far, the so part. Good. Right? Day. This team didn't look the part a month
1: and a half ago. And now, all of a sudden, he kept that team together. Jordan Love is playing good football. My point is this, is that everybody thinks that just by hiring a coach, for example, from a certain tree or a certain system or scheme that it's just going to work. No. You need to have the players. And like you said, okay, the Mike LaFleur system, when there was another quarterback in there over the last couple of years, it produced results. But then when Zach Wilson was in there, you did not have that. So was that really on the coach? And they made they made Mike LaFleur the fall guy for that last year. He had to take the bullet for their lack of success. Yeah, I mean, and if
2: if you look at, you know, also, you know, he's inherited a talented football team as well, right? So, you know, Green Bay Packers is littered with talent, young talent on the offensive side. But two great running backs, you know, two up-and-coming receivers, and the defense is lights out. You know, it's littered with first-round draft picks. And they're starting to play up to their potential and figure out who they are post Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, they're right in the mix to be one of these middle-of-the-pack type of teams. Now, it's going to be tough for them to get in. We'll see what happens. You know, but now you've got a logjam there with Seattle, Minnesota, and now the Green Bay Packers. And they put themselves in a the conversation. And you imagine going forward they're going to be much better. I mean, let's and go back here's to the cause. The cause, the they, they're juiced up, man. They, they got something to say.
1: Well, how can you not be? I mean, there's a lot going on here. And, and, and before we go to the break, just one last thing with the quarterback situation. Based on the reality, which is now, okay? Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon. When fans were sitting there in the media, like, wondering, why is Zach Wilson still the quarterback? Why is Zach Wilson still playing? Yes. Why don't you go to the bullpen to try to shake it up? Yeah. Robert Sala tried to tell everybody. Because he's the one at practice every day, him and the coaches, not the media, not the fans. They see this. They're in the film room. They see the film. They're in the meetings. Tried to tell everybody it might not be a great option, but Zach Wilson still gave this team, post Aaron Rodgers' Achilles option. injury, the best chance to win a game out of these three guys.
2: And he may have he may have yielded some type of results by either throwing a big ball or being able to get out to the perimeter make a play with his legs, something that Boyle and, and, and Trevor Simeon doesn't offer. So I don't know. You can't go back to him. Uh, and it's kind of too little too late. That ship has sailed, I believe. But I don't know if you if you say Trevor Simeon is the starter, I don't know if that's going to yield any type of confidence from one, yourself, uh, and also your your team, your team that you're putting out there. Because it looks like the defense is looking like, man, what else can we do? I mean, I, only t- only only team that should be or defense that be should be more frustrated is the um, New England Patriots who have who have, who have lost three games and haven't given up more than ten points.
1: Ten, ten, and six, and they're zero and three. <laughs> Think about that—that's almost impossible. Yeah, it's almost impossible.
2: And that's where they find themselves. So, you know, Bill Belichick's man, like. You know, there's been some rumors that maybe he's going to go go to Washington. Maybe Vrabel comes over and takes over as the future coach there, and I don't see why not. But it's is what I love about this time of year is pressure bust pipes, and some yep. teams play for their coach and save their job. You can remember the year that Rex' job was saved. Now it was short lived, but then you know some some guys you know teams go in 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 a tank and it ends it ends their tenure, and. Hey. It's beautiful to be able to watch it and see who's going to be that guy who ultimately goes because, I mean, yeah, the Chargers saved them, saved their coach for a day, but you don't you, – you, you expect to beat a, a Patriots team like that. And, you know, that's going to be a, a glamour job, whether it's for hardball or whoever's out there yeah. as a guy that wants to be able to take over a team. Like you talk about, hey, let's bring a, a offensive coaches and how defense coaches don't matter. Well, all you need is a great-minded defensive coach out there because I think uh, Herbert had, and Kellen Moore has the offense all figured out.
1: Yeah, that, Brandon Staley's past too. I mean, it, that should have been decided right after the playoff game last year. But you know what? That's the Chargers crossed the Bear, and they wasted another season because of it, of Justin Herbert premieres 800 that's the telephone number. We'll also get into some Giants as well because they open up Tyrod Taylor's practice window. So, what do you do if you're the Giants when Tyrod is healthy? Is it Tommy DeVito? Is it Tyrod Taylor? They still got a season to finish up here as well as they're playing some good football coming out of the bye. Dan Grasso, Bart Scott. We got Hubert Davis coming up at one as well. Barton Hahn, ninety-eight seventy, ESPN. But as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now... New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, let me tell you something. There is no better time to get in on the action because you know what? That app is so darn easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. That include spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So do me a favor. Visit FanDuel.com slash GRASA, G-R-A-C-A. To kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Now, you got to be 21 and over and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And for help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
0: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Dan and Barton, Barton Han on this Monday. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Hey, the Michael K. Show holiday party. It's going to return on Friday, December the 8th. At your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island, special guest appearances by Wally Zerbiak, Amani Toomer, and Rick DiPietro. Increase your chances of winning one of the holiday giveaways by bringing up to three toys for donations. Mark your advent calendars. Get ready to spread some cheer at the Michael K. Show Holiday Party Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. It's brought to you by Momentum Solar, the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager, and Flight by Yingling, the perfect beers for the holiday season, Security Dodge. Visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection and benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Back to the busy phones, Bart. Noel in Piscataway up next here on 98.7. What's up, Noel? How are you?
4: I'm good. I'm good. What's up, Bart? What's up, Dan? What up? Uh, yeah, so uh, I called last week and I was. it was funny because I was trying to sell my tickets for I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah, yeah I remember. Nobody, good, nobody would I'm take them. And <laughs> nobody took them, And, I, you know, a lot what happened. But anyway, a um, couple of things I wanted to break down really quickly. Um, and it, bear with me here. This is a suffering. This is like therapeutic to me, right? It's like therapy when I get to talk to you guys because it's so painful to watch this, right? So what makes Hackett the answer for Aaron Rodgers is this. Aaron Rodgers gets the chance to make pre-snap reads. That's the difference. Like Aaron Rodgers, when he comes to see the defense coming up, he makes the pre-snap breathe that makes Hackett's offense go. Now, drafting a QB, we have to draft a QB. I, I'm with you, Bart. And, and Aaron Rodgers can't be upset. You know why? Because he's playing GM already. He came in to this situation bringing a load of guys, and which has turned into baggage for us, right, because they have not produced. So he's got to take the good with the bad, and he's got to understand, hey, we need to get another QB in. And, yes, it's good for that person to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for two years and learn. Now, if you look at the best teams in the NFL right now, Dallas, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and San Fran, what do they all have in common? Question. Uh, offensive what, line. Offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're really good offensive line. So we got to get to that point. Where we get, we don't have to have it at that level because we have such a great QB, but we have to have something comparable, you know, when it comes down to it. So that's my two cents, um, you know, and that's what I wanted to get in and say today. And, uh, you know, keep up the awesome show.
2: Yeah, but no, remember how they got there, right? Because, look, at, remember how the Lions got there. It wasn't sexy picks, and people questioned, why would you take Penay Sewell instead of taking the pass rusher or taking the quarterback? Right. Right. Because they're building a foundation. And, you know, much like when the Jets, you know, took the Brickashaw Ferguson, and Nick Mango. Like, yo, you got two first-round draft picks. You spent them on offensive linemen. What the hell are you doing? Well, those guys were around and played at a high level for a real long time, right? So, like, you know, New York's been there, been through that, right? Veer Tucker, hopefully he can stay healthy. They they pick right, right there. Tipman, we know they pick right, right there. So, we know they have two solid guys. Let's see if this Warren kid can step up as Max Mitchell's starting to struggle a little bit. Let's see if this guy can be a player, right? So, that's three. let Let's Now, now Langton has played better. Not great. He's played better and he's been durable. That's one thing you can count he on shows him. shows up every week. Yeah, you're going to count on him that he's going to be there, right? Uh then, you know, it's been mixed reviews. Like he came out, you know, first year was amazing. You know, now he's kind of, you know, the, the two years injured, this year is kind of like a C+. Plus. Let's see if next year with Aaron Rodgers and his ability to stay healthy and stay up and get rid of the ball can make him the dominant player that he was before. Now I think you go out and you spend money, big money, just like, you know, you think about uh, what happened with Joe Burrow and the fact that they had to go out and they had a couple of drafts. My opinion, you go get Austin Peay, you sign Lionel Collins, hope that he, you can get lightning in the bottle that way to like a one-year prove-it deal, and you try and draft you an offensive lineman in the third round, hope that you can find your Marshall Yonda your, your or find your um, Brandon Moore of the world where you can convert and he can be a guy that you found, you know, pretty much a, a needle in a haystack. And then you hope that you have that foundation, but it has to start with the quarterback. And, you know, you go out and you get Devontae Adams. You also get – you know, what makes offense line great is when you have a balanced offense. And I think right. the fact – the biggest miss is the fact that they didn't find anybody opposite of Garrett Wilson to be able to make plays and make defenses pay when you try and take Garrett Wilson away.
1: Well, And that's what – again, if you go back to even the first round this year, if the, here's the thing. If Aaron Rodgers is going to be your quarterback, Bart, a guy who doesn't have that much time left in the NFL, mm-hmm. okay – First-round pick this year, they, they used a luxury selection and Will McDonald. Now, Will McDonald may turn into a good player. He's shown some flashes, but yeah. nothing um, that you would say, oh, this guy is ticketed for stardom. But With Aaron Rodgers yeah. here... What if they would have taken another wide receiver like a Jackson Smith Najigba or something like that who was still on the board? Would the Jet offense maybe be a little bit better right now because you'd have a better threat opposite Garrett Wilson than what the production they're getting now? I, yeah. I would say probably. And that's why when they think about drafting here maybe over the next year or two while Rodgers is still here, you almost have to go all in
2: now with the next couple of seasons, don't you? No, you absolutely. I mean, who knows? Aaron may give you two years, may give you one. Right, you know, depending on how it ends up, but you know, you're right. They could have went. You know, he was a luxury piece because at the end of the day, you could put, um, you could put Franklin Myers at DN and still have him and Jermaine Johnson. Um, I just think they were trying to bring in, uh bring in, Carl Lawson's replacement and thought that they can do it with a guy that nobody knew. But they probably could have moved back and got that pick and got more um, yep. assets and could have got you know somebody in the second round that you know high in second round if they would have just dropped back and Will McDonald probably would have still been there. So that's one of the things they thought they had that guy. And listen, he showed flashes, and I think he's going to have the same jump that Jermaine Johnson had last year once he gets to the weight room and puts on 10 to 15 more pounds in a good offseason. But he showed you when he jumped over and blocked that kick or altered that kick the athleticism that he has. So imagine having two dynamic guys, and that's two positions that are the most expensive positions outside maybe left tackle – Matter of fact, they, they they make more money than left tackles because yeah. of Bosa and T.J. Watt, right? So, you know, now you have that position kind of tied in for the next five years knowing that you're going to have to have the highest-paid corner and knowing you're going to have to have one of the highest-paid receivers. You got four years, uh, four years before you have to pay a, a top-end DN.
1: And we'll see what happens with Bryce Huff, too, because, you know, he's shown – certainly ability a lot of the years, but he's going to be going to free agency unless they can lock him up and you know that there's going to be other teams that are going to try to pay a pretty penny to get that pass rushing production, which he could potentially bring on the football field here. We come back, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk to our old pal Hubert Davis, the former Nick, and of course he's the head coach now of the North Carolina Tar Heels. They're in town to play at the Garden tomorrow night, part of the Jimmy V Classic. They'll play the defending national champion Yukon Huskies. We talk to Coach Hubert coming up next. Dan Gross and Bart Scott. It's Barton Hahn, 9870 SPN.
0: Gordon Dahmer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dews Sports Desk. So it was clear Tim Boyle was not the answer. But what about Trevor Simeon? How did Robert Sala think he looked yesterday? You know, I thought he, he did a good job, got the, got the first completion um, to Conk. Uh, i challenge him. I think he'll, he'll he's going to kick himself when he goes back to that one um, with an opportunity ball, I think, uh, to, to Garrett, I believe. Uh, I got to go back and look just to make sure I'm not... Um, but, you know, there's uh, a couple of protection breakdowns. But, um, but overall, it felt fine. I got to go back and look. But um, obviously, still wasn't good enough. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up, 3 o'clock, it's The Choice in New York sports talk. It is the Michael K Show on the guest list today. will be Jets head coach Robert Sala along with Scott Van Pelt. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.